Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Adequately drink. <clears throat> like we start every episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's taken us a little while to get going. I'm glad to be back with you on podcasting. Uh, anything new? <laughs> uh, like besides what? The slow apocalypse outside? Yeah. You know, when I envisioned an apocalypse, which I tried not to, but I really did not envision it to be so painstakingly slow. It was probably much cooler in your mind. Or as television has told us, I mean, let's be fair. We can really... I I was talking to somebody older than me today about this, and I said, you know, it's interesting because we grew up in watching a lot of television, watching a lot of movies, and the genres of movies really were depicting the potential, you know, post, post-apocalyptic environment uh, and, and the various ways we got there, right? And the like a Mad Max I, kind of thing, Waterworld, oh, that sort of thing? Yeah, keep going. The list is huge, right? Uh, and we'll probably get into that. But in all those predictions, they were relatively quick, or at the very least, we were given them it was given to us quickly so they just portrayed where they were now so we never had to go through the painful part so i guess maybe in some of those renditions it was a long slow drawn out process to get there which is almost disappointing because if we're going to head into a post-apocalyptic state i feel like just get me there so i can take all of that movie knowledge probably not have it work out too well but at least try to apply it so because i mean let's be fair if it goes this way, by the time they get to be the post-apocalyptic state that we're expecting to see, you and I will be long gone of natural causes. Yeah, you're hoping to skip past the working from home in your pajamas for two months aspect of it? Yeah. Or like social distancing for five years while it slowly you know, wipes out the world's population. I'm trying to think if there's any films or TV that had the term social distancing in them. I don't think there was. I think that's new. Listen, Wall-E is the closest one when they're all in the cartoon when they're all living in pods floating around the planet. Oh. Which I I mean to be fair, I know I've been pretty uh I've always been pretty consistently uh hating on social media, but and I'll be even honest with you that I haven't been too heavy on it right now, but what I have done is I have enjoyed the memes that have been coming out and the jokes and the, and the lightheartedness that it seems to be coming out of social media right now. The hate the tone around the hate in social media seems to have really mellowed because everyone, I think, has just been, you know, shocked a little bit to the core that this is happening globally, and um, it's putting them in a state where I think maybe the the trolls even are realizing <clears throat> shit. Like this is a big thing for everybody. Don't get me wrong; it's not perfect. There's still lots of stuff out there, but not nearly what it was before. It, it really, really has toned down. Now, how long this tone down lasts, I don't know. I started to see a, th- a few things pop up lately, um, but nothing too too crazy just yet. That's uh, my, you know, that's how I've seen some of this happen. Yeah, although there still seems to be an alarming number of people that seem to think that this is going to blow over like no big deal, and the flu is oh, worse. I, I think it's listen, been used listen. many times. Yeah, there's a difference between ignorant stupidity versus, uh, you know, trolls. They're not necessarily the same people. So oh, I want to make, make that aware, right? But don't get me wrong. There, there's probably some internet trolls or the, 
the term social or physical distancing is coming up, they're not too worried about it because they haven't come out of a basement in years. So for them, this is just everyone applying their quality of life. Yeah, unfortunately on that topic, I'm really starting to realize that my life has not changed all that much. Yeah, I felt really bad bad when you said that to me the other day. I mean, all these people are talking about all this extra free time they have, and I'm really thinking, I don't have really... I mean, I guess my drive to and from work is gone, so that's changed, but so I get an extra hour and a half, maybe two hours a day. Great. I mean, I sleep in an extra hour. That's about it. I don't know. My mind, on the other hand, you know, my job is government and community relations and everything is, you know, essentially everything, but the vast majority of my stuff is face to face or typically at least meetings, conferences, that kind of stuff. So a lot of it has moved tech based, you know, call ins, conference phones, calls, Zoom, uh, you know, what have you. And then a lot of it, people are just deferring. Like right now, I, I have found in my world right now that a lot of people are just deferring things. And also, mm-hmm. they have to reprioritize. Let's be fair. If I'm doing a lot of work with government, uh, there's a bigger priority right now than necessarily what I was on my agenda previously. So, uh, and, I, and I get that. So what has been heartwarming so far as we just dive right into this. By the way, you're listening to Happy Zen Podcast, which we haven't even intro yet. But uh, Matt will clean that up with a proper intro. And yeah, we're doing post-COVID-19. Well, yeah, not post, well, mid-COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we're in this process of just trying to handle how things are shifting and aligning. You're going to, you know, we're going to keep this up. I think there's an opportunity for us to probably do a little more and uh, get some content out there. And, uh, you know, for your listening pleasure or just to distract you or to remind you that, you know, there's a chance for this thing to make the world better. I don't know. Uh, well, I, you're I you're going to be a little easier to get a hold of. So I think recording assuming yeah. this works relatively well and it's not going to be the same but it'll be you know better than nothing so it's like everybody right everybody yeah. right now that podcasting is doing it this way so at least you, you uh whatever you're listening to you're going to be used to hearing it <laughs> so so the tone so you're not going to be switching around and listening to quality that's different we're all going to sound the same so well, yeah and it's uh, not even just podcasts i mean you look at the news i think like you know half the newscasters the weather people are at home or you know there's a lot of people the business people are working from home Anybody that doesn't need to be there is not there. So what I'm hoping, um, you know, I know you're getting yourself settled uh, into a bit of a routine. My routine seems to be um, settled into something right now while we we practice uh, physical distancing as they've changed the title today. It makes sense. It makes sense, right? Because they get away from that isolation nature of things. And then, of course, also a little bit of normality because I think if we keep delving into the news every day and just letting that be what occupies your input... And you're not getting an opportunity to have something different as an output. Certainly, it's challenging. So, I mean, let's be fair. A little bit of selfishness here. Even you and I just getting a chance to to pick up some normality of the podcast is probably just going to help us in terms of, you know, getting through this, just like everybody else. And if we can find you a little bit of humor, some insight, something entertaining, and uh, that that's uh, as, as listeners, hopefully there's something you can take out of this as a little bit of fun. And we'll try to be lighthearted and uh, ourselves uh, as we take about this. And so, you know, I think. Uh, a warning needs to be laid out there that some of this will be taken seriously. And of course, in our typical flair, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this too. Or at least I know I am. Yeah, like you should not be taking anything except from, you know, a doctor or a specialist's point of view as, you know, fact. Everything else is just strictly entertainment. And that probably falls for most politicians as well. So we'll leave that, uh, we'll leave that to the specialist. We're just going to shoot the shit for the next little while. And uh, keep ourselves entertained. 
that's it. So I have so many interesting things I would want to bring up, but I'm trying to not want to put them all through our first episode back uh, or our first episode uh, COVID-19 special broadcast. Because uh, I don't really want to use that title because this might just be the way of life for a while. <laughs> so it, they, it goes from a special series to the other stuff was a special series and this is the new normal. So I, I don't know where I want to go with that just yet. But I do think some, some conversations we're going to have in the coming episodes, not necessarily this one, uh, we got to have a conversation about, you know, where is this headed? What po- post-apocalyptic frame do you think it's headed in? And what one do you want it to be in? And we're going to reference it based on movies only. Like what, what film or TV show maybe is as close to what we think the outcome of this is going to be? Yeah, versus the one you want it to be, right? Because then they might not be the same. So we're definitely going to head down that road. Um, we, I do want to have a conversation about how things are changing and what I mean by that is, is how we do our day to day and what parts of that are going to hang around. Because I think there's things that are going to change that are going to become new norms. Mm-hmm. And I think there's things that are going to change that will quickly need to be reversed. Um, so some, something like that. I think this is a great opportunity too for us to reach out with some of our guests. And maybe we could do some uh, conference Skyping or conference Zooms and uh, go through these topics. It'd be kind of fun to get some perspectives from some different people. We'll try for that because I think that most of them will probably have some time on their hands. There's a chance. Yes. <laughs> also, okay. before I, like this month, had you even heard of Zoom? Like Zoom now has got like, oh, no, if there was stock in Zoom. Have, oh, you had? Yeah. I've used it quite a bit, actually. Oh, OK. Fair enough. So but it was definitely for like the um, how do I put it? The the work world used it mm-hmm. a lot for conference calling just for multi mm-hmm. for multiple people calling. Um, I've worked with a lot of people that have had Zoom accounts and they it's very reliable and uh, it's been very handy. Now, I know they've been pretty overwhelmed sure. and uh, people are putting some pretty large calls together, but I'm impressed with its capability of handling uh, what's going on. So we uh, let's start. I, I want to start with something a little bit different, actually, because um, I think you you enticed me to push back on you really quickly that we should get going on this. And one of the reasons I want to do that is I want to take a moment and to feature something that is a discussion that needs to be had right now. And we need to advocate for this kind of stuff. And I think if we have a small base and maybe we get a bigger base, whatever the case may be, but I think everyone should be thinking about this. And uh, it's actually in line with my delivery that arrived literally as I was walking up the stairs to record this is uh, to support local right now. Um, mm-hmm. We know that it's it's a changing it's listen changes hour by hour and it really does and that's not even a not even a cliche anymore that's just reality but we're seeing things change constantly and um businesses local businesses are certainly in a tough place all of us with our jobs are in tough places and trying to understand how this is going to look and work and function and remarkably society has actually and and whether it's government or banks or stuff regardless of what your opinion is of them they are all trying to find a way to make this work so the other side of it isn't too different than where we started and that's bless them. But we all kind of maybe have a little bit of a role to play locally. And what I mean by that is like, you know, Chronicle Brewery, right? So that's a local brewery here in Bowmanville. You've always pumped their tires, uh, talked to them often. I've enjoyed plenty of beers they've had. You're, you're a regular. Um, not that you have an issue. Uh, but No, we, no, not at all. And we're both we, drinking uh, right now. Yeah, absolutely. And we're both actually drinking Chronicle Brewery right now. And you uh, pointed out to me they do free home delivery right now during this whole COVID-19 uh, you know, self-isolation kind of thing, self-isolation yeah. pieces. 
And uh, yeah, straight away. So as soon as you brought it up, I'm like, crap, I better get a, a, get my order in as well. And same day delivery. I was fortunate. Um, yeah. Of course, obviously, it's going to be responding on, you know, work on the load, how quickly they go. But to be fair, uh, you know, here's a local brewery. We were so excited to see, you know, places like Chronicle start up. And we, you know, we have seen plenty of uh, local breweries do many different things right now. Some of them have the capability to switch and tool over because they've been so successful riding the curve up to provide a way to give back. And, you know, some of them are also uh, smaller outfits and different designs. And no matter how this shapes, we need to be supporting all of them right now because these types of businesses have the capability to be backbones of communities and we need to, to definitely support local. So we'll have uh, on the information this one, we'll definitely post some tags and stuff around Chronicle Brewery. On my Instagram, my personal Instagram, uh, which is Melnick81, I've got stuff going popped up tonight. I know Matt's gonna has stuff up there in the history, and of course the podcast is always gonna have stuff up stuff on there too as well. So we'll direct you guys to Chronicle. That's definitely one place, and of course, you know, this too. It's another a plug that we're gonna share, and you might have seen it on Matt's Instagram if you follow, and if not, check it out. Uh, but Deadly Grounds Coffee, they're doing delivery right now too, right? Uh, and we still have a promo code kicking over there. I'm not sure if it's working, applying right yep. now or not. Yep. But okay, so yep. happy Zen. I- Use that fifteen, uh, yeah, fifteen percent off, and uh, they're doing local delivery for Durham, Clarington, that kind of thing. But they're also still doing shipping um, online through the website. So probably the best bet. I mean, we'll put links for the ones that we know. But any of your local businesses that you normally support, check out their website, check out their social media, see what they're doing. Some of them have to close completely, so you can buy gift cards. Uh, that's a good way to throw some money their way for now. Keep them. Uh, them going online sales a lot of these small businesses didn't have either delivery or online sales so a lot of them are trying to get that ramped up so just kind of keep an eye on them and see what they're up to no and if you're local like we live in bowmanville which i know probably some of you may know about and some of you don't know about and anyone that doesn't know you know bless your heart uh it's a pretty cool place Uh, but no but in, in seriousness like all of our local businesses you know uh paisley's the english shop They've been able to stay open and they will do curbside drop off and uh, toasted walnut another little coffee shop in town inside of Bowmanville. They're doing food. Anything, anybody that has done food or has the ability to do food is still trying to keep their doors afloat. And we can simply order and pick up. They'll do curbside pickup. They'll do delivery in some cases. Check it out. And if you're in a community, obviously, if you're in a community other than Bowmanville, take a look around. Those businesses are there. You're going to want them, you know. You're, you had them in part of your life leading up to this, this pandemic. On the other side of this pandemic, we're going to have people, a lot of people are going to have the expectation for things to go back to the way they were. If we don't support these people along the way, they might not be there when we go back. And it, it's a sad thing to miss then. And we need to be proactive now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about Bowmanville for us. And wherever you are, feel free. I would love it. I mean, as we go through these conversations, I'd love to see people share or tag or, you know, put things out there that, of local businesses they'd like to see supported. We'll love to share it. Right now, the traffic on social media is insane. There's tons of it. Uh, this is an opportunity uh, as well as we put content out, I think, for us to really pump tires and push a little bit. And people are just digesting it at random. I mean, let's be fair. There's an opportunity for us to grow our listening base right now because people are just trying to consume. And they're eventually going to run out of the stuff they want to listen to and find us. <clears throat> Wow, ringing endorsement. Ah, ah, listen, you don't want to be too full of ourselves, right? 
God, but no, it, really... it is a good thing to do. I mean, we're obviously trying to help as, as much as we can. If we have any kind of a of a footprint online or through the podcast, if we can help out our friends, then we're certainly going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I encourage you to do the same. I mean, and there's probably other things you're not thinking of. Or if, there can be conversations we're missing right now, and I look forward to hopefully people giving us some insight on that. Um, so... You know, I was I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go here. Um, I, I was pleased to see Fast and Furious Nine is uh... pleased. You were pleased by this. Every other movie is like, you know, we're gonna push back a couple months, maybe, maybe we'll release direct to you know digital. That's yeah. great. Not not Fast and the Furious Nine. No, it is as of right now at least pushed back an entire year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You loved so. it. You loved every part of it. But what I've made a, a promise to myself, and I might as well share it with you, is that I'm going to give Hobbs and Shaw a serious... Oh, wait, no, that's right. I like Hobbs and Shaw because it's not Fast and Furious. So but what I will do is I will make the effort to watch Fast and Furious 7 and 8 at some point. And, uh, and then maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have enough time to do ramp myself up for 9. I, I would lend it to you, but it may have to wait a little while. Or both. Yeah, of them, we got to we got to figure that out because the kids want to drop stuff off too. So uh, it goes both ways. We're consuming a lot. You know, it's interesting. I've I've got the opportunity to play a lot more PlayStation lately, um, and I suck, but it's fun. To be fair, to play online, I can now understand why first person shooters have taken off the way they have online. But the multiplayer is incredibly fun, super addictive, and uh, I I I just hope that it's not just constantly children that are killing me and that it's older people that are wiping me out but most no, i think the older people are the ones that are doing poorly like we are yeah, i think so right <laughs> Unbelievable. i mean the nice thing about well, the nice thing about battlefield 5 which is what we've been playing uh mostly is there are at least other ways you can participate you don't have to necessarily be good at shooting and killing there you can get points from flags and build at least there's some other options for people that aren't yeah. very good at killing people yeah, you don't yeah. just get a zero all the time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can, like, I mean, sometimes, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> Revive people, that kind of thing. I, I was very impressed on how quick your uh, your daughter not only picked up the game, has exceeded everybody in my house and your house, I think, in skill. Oh, and yeah. it's been like a week, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, It comes natural. It comes natural. Uh-huh. So, uh, certainly a fun time. I mean, interesting for them. You know, uh, anyone listening to this, if you happen to have kids, regardless of the age, or uh, you are a, a someone yourself who is suffering through not going to school, it sounds funny because everyone thinks that they would really enjoy this idea of not having school available to them. But when the reality hits them that it's not available, like it's not just a break. It's not like we had teacher strikes when we grew up, right? Mm-hmm. Our generation had teacher strikes. And so we, we saw what that looked like. Uh, we had like significant work to rule the first time it was really implemented so we lived through that and that was a big deal for us i can we can kind of relate our generation can certainly relate a little bit to what this looks like when school gets kind of shut down but the indefinite nature and the uncertainty of this um certainly is a little bit shaking and i've even seen with some kids not just my kids but their friends as well that they uh, they're definitely shook up a little bit that this is you know they don't know what school looks like for them going forward. Well, and then the other difference too is like when we had teacher strikes, we could hang out socially. Can't really do that the way things are now. 
you're stuck at home, you know, either by yourself or with your family. You can't hang out with your friends. You can't go do stuff. It was like a vacation for us. For them, you know, they would rather, at least if they go back to school, they have that social aspect. They don't even have that. I'm impressed with um, some of the resources right now for them to do, to do stuff online. It's certainly not replacing a classroom by any means. And I'm not a big advocate of, of doing online uh, as your core uh, school curriculum. I think if it's, you know, in addition to, or maybe if you're someone that's working and you're trying to, to pursue some further education or training, I always, I, I don't have a problem with it then. I think it's supplementary. It's all right. Watching them try to navigate through that. It's been pretty good. Uh, I'm impressed. My kids are pretty good with it and their friends are pretty good. They're sh- and they're actually sharing with each other the sites they're finding that are closer to what they were currently doing. So it's, it's, they're definitely trying to keep it on track the best they can. And I'm, I'm impressed with that. It's a lot of kids, not just, it's not just like I'm talking about my kids. A lot of the kids are doing that because they, they don't want to be left behind in a lot of ways. So there is that element, which I'm impressed. I know when we had teacher strikes, we certainly weren't thinking that because we had the ability to go hang out and do things and, and to be social. And so unfortunately for them, they don't have that. And this is where it, it, this is, it's kind of interesting because something that I'm getting slightly perturbed with lately and uh, you know, I'm going to have a bit of a rant here because this idea of self-isolation and, and social distancing, this has been challenging and, and not what I mean by challenging for to do it yourself. I find what is challenging is when you watch others not do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> like how yeah. frustrating. Yeah. I know it bothers you big time. Because you slightly have OCD to begin with. So this is probably like your unbelievable worst nightmare in some ways. Well, and I don't know for me, and again, maybe it's the OCD, but like for me, it's it's a simple yes or no. Do you go within a foot of somebody? No. Do you go into large groups? No. Do you stay away from people? Yes. These are very simple things, but apparently it's very difficult for some people be it a older or a younger group. Maybe it's just uh, ignorance or uh, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, 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 there's too much of it. It's too, it's crazy. It's not, people. This is something that I thought when we were going to be talking from our generational lens, you know, our zennial lens, I almost thought for when this first started, it would be easily defined as a generational thing, right? I mean, I speak into my grandparents. And my grandpa's take on like, well, if the line was just a bit big, I'm like, grandpa, you're like 85, six years old with plastic arteries through your legs. You've had a lung, re- half, half of a lung removed. You've beaten cancer. You've had a triple bypass. You are like the definition of that risk. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing going to Walmart? Right. And, and, he's and they like, get wow. mad. They're like, what, what's the problem here? Like, why are you holding me up? Like, they don't, so, they just doesn't phase them. Right. So that generation I fully suspected was going to be like, I'm not changing. And, and I think we all did. Right. We all the generation kind of that, for most of this time we've been doing this for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, but I think everyone had a, a spot where we kind of got that. And I don't think the world was going to be upset over that. What has been surprising is the front end or so the back end of the millennial and the beginning of the iGen. Have these kids lost chromosomes along the way that we're unaware of? Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. 
I know when you're younger, you're you have that sense of a, a fearlessness and immunity, and that you know the world isn't going to hurt you, and you know I'm going to, uh, you know, live fast, die young, and all the, whatever cliches every generation seems to throw out there. But I really felt like there was a bit further of a grasp that this generation was thinking about the world of opportunity and that they were going to change things and all this, and then they become boneheads like every other generation of that age, yeah, and like. I, I, I'm presuming you saw the video in Florida, the 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 spring break stuff where they oh, were all no. bummed out that the bars and restaurants were closed. And that was one. That was yeah. one. The yeah. one of the dude licking shit in the UK, the guy that went through the grocery store. Yeah, did like the whole aisle. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You do understand he's been arrested for terrorism. No, well, they got is... him. They arrested him, and they I can't, they've considered it acts of terrorism. And I, you know what? I'm I'm with that. I'm good for that. I'm good for that because you go be an idiot somewhere else. But to do something like that, you jackass, like regardless of the fact whether you had Corona, COVID-19 or the hell you want to call it or not, you still lick shit I got to touch, period. End of. I mean, I think some of that goes to the need for attention, maybe. But also, oh, I think the other problem is that there, because when this all kind of started, there was such a big I, I don't want to use the word education, but there was there was the, a message that came out early was that yeah. it really affects older people. It doesn't affect younger people or not as much. The yeah. symptoms aren't, aren't strong for younger people, which, by the way, has since been completely debunked. And now, oh, like yeah. half the people that are in hospitals are younger, not older. Oh, it's like COVID-19 said, you, you know, what? Oh, you think we're just handling the old people? Hold my beer. And they just went and fucking wiped out like a generation. Like, hey, look at us. We're going to target shit. So it's yeah. it's like selective hearing, you know how like our parents yeah. used to always make fun of us. It's like, well, they heard that it doesn't affect young people, so they just went with it. So, yeah, that's that's infuriating. But then, I mean, there are people there are people our age or close to it that I still oh. see them do stuff, and you're just like, what? Why? So did I? I don't know if I shared the story with you. I'm gonna share it with everybody that on the, I think the first day where it really started hitting up the if you can work from home, do it. You know, I think I, I've lost track of when that was. It was is about a week or so. I think I'm in it feels like a year ago. It's probably been like six days, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on like day nine of working at home right now. Um, so the first, I think it was a Friday. I went in uh, to, get, to hit the grocery store, and so you know, I uh, and it was hit and miss at the time, right? Because grocery stores were getting wiped out. So. The grocery store had stuff in it, and I made my way into the grocery store, and I said, you know, I, I told my wife, stay in the car, and I make my way in. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, like, you know, you don't have to handle shit. Just, just get what you need, right? So I had a wipe with me. I wiped off the basket hand handles and then tucked my sleeve over my hand. I'm like, you know, make fun of people for doing it, but now I'm, no, I'm doing it. And so I'm doing that. I think we're okay. Get what you need. Normally, I wander through. But I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to get what I need, get to the checkout, do my thing. I walk in. I'm like two feet into the store and I look over and there's a woman, I'm going to say roughly around her age, maybe at least she's definitely um, a millennial, possibly a zennial. Okay. Definitely in that age bracket. And she's got a probably two year old sitting in the, the shopping cart and she's feeding the two year old strawberries in the grocery store, getting the two year old saliva all over her hand. Then reaching back in to grab strawberries, feeding herself, licking her fingers, touching oh. the cart, pushing the cart, reaches <laughs> over, grabs a plastic bag. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, if this is a zombie apocalypse, I'm taking your head off with a baseball bat. Like, I was losing my mind, right? Like that's I gross, so, so even without this. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, and then I'm standing there and I didn't realize it. I had completely stopped about, I'd say four feet, give or take, whatever the width of like the vegetable aisle, you know, where the vegetables are on the racks. Mm. So she's on one side and I was on the other. I had stopped frozen staring at her as if it was like a person on fire. Like I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Deadpan stare, jaw open, flies coming out of my mouth. Just like, are you kidding me? And I'm just staring and she's looking at me and just like licking her fingers as if I need to lick each of these fingers to prove a point. And I'm looking at her. And at that moment, that was my moment. I completely bought in to social distancing instantly right there. Cause I was still somewhat like I had said leading up to this, maybe this is just like a really bad flu. You know, I had said some of the cliche crap mm-hmm. when she did that. I was ready to go build a bunker out back because I realized that's what people would consider as normal. That's going to happen everywhere. Holy shit. We're fucked. And I went through, grabbed exactly what I needed Got back to the car. I'm like hand sanitizing my hands. I'm taking it and putting it around the steering wheel, which, by the way, don't do that and then try to drive. It's very slippery. <laughs> I was like, just, I, you, I couldn't, I couldn't, I needed to just, I wanted the steam cleaning room that you walk into to disinfect yeah. as, they, as we turn t- towards the lab. That's what I needed to have happen. Um, unbelievable. That was my very first experience when this all started to happen. So I bought in instantly instantly came home just like yeah that was it done i mean that's really the part that i'm probably most nervous about right now is when i have to go out and get more food because and i keep looking online because the uh like the we don't do have a lot of food delivery where where we are here but we do have the pickup where they'll get all your food (laughs) and beer beer delivery (laughs) well yeah we have beer and coffee delivery uh but they've got the where they'll put all your order together and you go pick it up I've looked at that now about four times in the past week, and it is a week out at least before you can actually go pick it up. They're that backed up. So yeah. I don't I'm not looking forward to having to go to the grocery store just because I mean, I know there are procedures in place now. Thankfully, most of the grocery stores are good about limiting how many people are going in. They've got markings on the floor, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I still get the I, I'm going to get the willies if I, when I go in there. I know it's just I'll, I'll... All I'm going to say to people right now, like that are listening and for what it matters, and I've said it to quite a few people, is that there's provisions that are being done. You can debate whether they're good enough or they should be better. Just, just, just follow what's there in front of you. It isn't that complicated. Just take the simple stuff and don't bitch about it. Don't spend your time. Like if you're going to get stuck waiting outside of a store for a cart, go back to your car and wait. Don't stand out there with everybody else because you're defeating the whole damn purpose. Go back to your car and wait. Or you know what? Better yet. Since we're such a society of getting things whenever we feel like we want them versus when we actually need them, I would hazard a guess that most people that are in line probably have the ability to wait a day, maybe a few hours, maybe another day to go back. You're not doing anything else in most cases, so you can go back later to get those items. Do not stand there in the lineup outside of the store bitching at everybody everybody feels anxious and nervous standing around you and as you're flapping your gums and your saliva and mucus is spitting all over the place that's the thing people are freaked out right now and you keep walking up to people and this is not a specific experience i just saw this when i drove <laughs> by this guy was walking around and he's like walking up to everybody talking to them about how pissed off you can tell he's pissed off i'm like they don't want you in their face telling them why you're pissed off because the yeah. more you talk it makes them realize you're the kind of guy who's not following this shit seriously 
They're please don't be that guy. And gal, I'm sure they're out there. Don't be those people. Just if it's that upsetting, go back to your car, call somebody a bitch. But don't and I mean, in line. I, I would also warn people about like buying way too much stuff. But thankfully, in about 99% of stores now, there are limits in place. And they've been in there now probably for about a week or so, like what? in most cases. So, Okay, you read a lot of stuff online that is typically more validated than the stuff I read online. What the hell was with the toilet paper? I, 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 don't, I don't really know why. I, I, I don't know what people think. Like they thought that there was going to be a run. Like of all the products that we make as human beings, yeah. we're going to run out of toilet paper first. Not food. Yeah. I get the sanitizer. I do. That one I can. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's fair. Or the cleaning wipes. But the toilet paper, first of all, but, ne- never once was the disease mentioned that, uh, oh, it's going to give you the shits. You know, like it's not like there's yeah. just there's no reason for it. I don't know. I mean, no, I, I don't get it. I mean, people were going to run out of food before they ran out of toilet paper. That's it. My top 10 list was more food based than toilet paper. I mean, mm-hmm. there are things in my house I can wipe my ass with if necessary that aren't toilet paper. They're called clothes, right? Everyone's got a handful of shirts they don't necessarily wear. You can cut them up and you can wash them. For generations, hop- we live we live with cloth, di- cloth diapers, man. You can just Shit. hop in the shower afterwards. I don't know. I mean, worse comes to worse. But still, sometimes sometimes you just need to anyways. So, but needless it's going to say, way off path, but all right. Well, listen, everyone's COVID diet is different. So, you know, they're different experiences for everybody. But what I was kind of getting at the toilet paper thing was I thought it was hilarious that they were buying as if it was going to be a hurricane or tornado, um, which clearly is, well, maybe the speed of the disease, but not necessarily a disease. So people were shopping in that modality, which was interesting. I was trying to find online, was there like a, a fire starter kind of idea that way you know triggered this catalyst on toilet paper and I couldn't find it. It was just a thing that happened. And then what I love, my personal favorite, you know, when they're telling us that the two produce there's two uh, uh, manufacturing facilities here in Ontario that make toilet paper, and they have assured that at no time are they worried about producing toilet paper because they make it out of pulp and there's tons and tons and tons and tons of pulp. And they're, they're talking about the ability that this is going, toilet paper will last a very long time before they have to worry about manufacturing it. I just thought that was hilarious of all the things that people bought. But I guess when I you mean, watch like um, emergency response or like disaster type stuff, it's bottled mm-hmm. water, toilet paper, and, you know, canned goods, right? Are kind of I like mean, the three things. I guess there's like a domino effect. Maybe once they started seeing that it was getting low, more people panicked and then it just went, you know, further and further. But yeah, there was, there's, I mean, there's still no reason for it. And it still can be hard to find in some places. I blame Costco. Yeah, Costco didn't exactly handle these things all that well. I think they're better now, but the first week or so it was, it, yeah. they were letting people do whatever they wanted. I mean, there's people selling toilet paper in the parking lots. Well, what I th- why I blame Costco is the size of their, ro- their, their package of rolls is so bloody big mm-hmm. that by the time people put two packs on their cart, it looks like they're getting ready for a natural disaster. Right. So even if you were to buy two two packs, which probably will last you close to a year, by the way, uh, it's ridiculous. Did you see that dad who did the math equation yeah. with his daughter on toilet paper? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that just schooled the entire population of North America for buying toilet paper. But then again, I say North America, but the reality is the U.S. has been concentrating on buying firearms and bullets. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, funny, come on, Americans. Seriously. When my wife was still working, because um, she's obviously been shut down with all this. 
she had to go out on a milk run for work before she came in. And she had to go to, I think, six different stores to get three bags of milk. And the first store she went to, the woman had an entire shopping cart full of milk. She cleaned out the entire freezer or fridge. And the manager had to come out and was like, she was screaming at him. The guy was said, no, you can't have this much. You can only have whatever it was, two, two, three bags, whatever. And my wife was able to get two of those bags. The guy took the two bags out of the, her cart and put them into my wife's cart, which drove the woman insane. But I mean, that was, that's about two weeks ago now, maybe I think we're coming up on. Yeah. It's yeah, gotta be about two weeks. I, I can't wait till we get some guests to pop on the show. I, I want to, I want to try to figure out how everybody's uh, sense of time is going. Uh, you know, I'm starting to think as we go back in time and we didn't have mechanized clocks, um, I do believe there's less stress because I feel a lot less. Even with a pandemic, I feel like there's a lot less stress because the clock doesn't, the schedule isn't like really quite keeping the same way. I find right now work is, has completely spread from 7 in the morning till 9 at night. It, it doesn't really matter anymore. People mm. just because they know and everyone feels a sense of, well, I'm working from home. So what does it matter? So that, that really has been the case. I think I work more now or have the availability to be on call more now than I have been mm-hmm. before. That's certainly one thing. Um, but the sense of days, the sense of time. Like we're joking about it, but we're trying to talk about a week or so, which feels like it's been a, a month or two. Yeah. Like, like, got- like yeah. I've gotten in the habit of writing down the day. Like I got a notepad at my desk when I'm taking notes and I write down the day, like, like it's back in like grade school. Right. Because yep. yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the, the joke that I've seen on social media and it's not too far off is March has been a really long year and it's, it's true. Like it just feels like it's gone on forever. So, yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's something else. It's something mm-hmm. else to begin with. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm glad to see that we, the globe, in many cases, I mean, there are some countries that have taken things a little bit extreme and differently, but the vast majority of the globe has respected the nature that this is a pretty scary thing. Um, you know, I do, I do worry uh, that the uh, vaccine could be the trigger to the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw you, your face. You keep mentioning so that, which is alarming. <laughs> reason i the only reason that i go to this is so this is a uh crackpot theory folks by the way so yeah i got my old i got my oldest one to start watching the walking dead because why not just in case um and anyways you know to be fair it's actually not bad television for someone that needs to consume some time and uh it has a storyline that'll keep you hooked and not make you think about uh what's actually happening so anyways uh I started thinking about it. I'm going, hey, what happens if the vaccine that we rush, because there seems to be a race to get this thing out as fast as possible. I feel like, you know, we've heard so far from some some of the medical community, some proper planning and procedure around how long it takes to make sure a vaccine doesn't have long-term effects and so on and so on. And then it seems like every time I hear from an American news source that they're going to get it out even faster. So the one that got me today was that States figured they could have a mass production of a vaccine this summer, where I find that very startling. That's alarming because the Canadian scientists, and I mean, I'm not saying we're better, it's just maybe we just approached it differently, um, stated that we could run trials and have, you know, human trials and all these things, but we really would need 12 to 14 months to ensure 
no long-term effects on, you know, your organs and your immune system and your blood and all the things that, you know, we don't want to see a vaccine mess up long-term, yeah, right? things. Because then we just have to make, yeah, we just have to make another vaccine to fix that vaccine and that, that you know, that we become a completely medicated society. So, you know, being thoughtful of this. When the Americans tell me they're, you know, today they on uh, NBC, there was a, a statement that they will have a, they feel they'll have a vaccine by August. I figured that's where the zombies will start. Because they will vaccinate prematurely, and ultimately there'll be side effects. And maybe this is the side effect. Because I just feel like the stage of this is the first 30 seconds to two minutes of a movie, where we're living the story that maybe just comes up as subtitles in the beginning, that in 2020, COVID-19 struck the planet. And in a rush to vaccinate, uh, with uh, you know not paying homage to testing long-term, the results were boom, Resident Evil, whatever. Like I just, <laughs> I was actually just gonna say that sounds very Resident Evil, like like the T virus thing. That sounds, and you know what, 2020 sounds futuristic. I mean, when we were growing up, 2020 is like in the future when the virus hits. How many times have we said we're living in the future? Yeah, which now so, is a detriment, but okay, yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing, folks. Like, we're not, you know, please, please don't take any of this serious. And there's enough joking. Going Unless it happens. I mean, maybe by the time this goes up, if there are zombies, well, then we, Adam predicted it. There was something I said to you. I, I desperately wanted to make sure we got on here because there's many things I want to talk about that I think might happen the way things are going. And I want to be able to tell people I called it. So I'm oh, sitting around. I like, had your voicemail message saved on my phone, buddy. Believe me, we'll yeah. be playing it in the future. I, I literally feel like there's a moment we'll all be sitting around some fire somewhere, whether we're fending things off with sticks or just living in this post-apocalyptic thing where we're scared of the rain or whatever it turns out to be. And I'm around a campfire, some old age guy, maybe one eye, maybe one arm, whatever. And I'm talking to a group of kids and I'm telling them, you know, the story about how things were to how they are now. And I'm going to throw in there, called it. I want to be, if I called it, I want to be able to tell them I called this because our generation grew up digesting uh, social uh, sci-fi television and movies and, you know, always pushing the pop culture envelope and growing our abilities to be creative and imaginative. And only too lo and behold, um, we were just basically forecasting the possibilities because everything we try to root into society, like all of all of good pop culture, good movies, good sci-fi films have an element of the current situation and it's basically just going down a rabbit hole and then picking a point in that rabbit hole to make the film. And that, that, that really, I, to me, is how a lot of really good sci-fi works because you can see where it came from the normal society you have today. So just one of these paths uh, turns out to be possibly exactly where we're headed. Or in four months, we're laughing about all of this and going, wow, that was pretty scary. And, uh, you know, next summer we got a vaccine and uh, we're rebuilding the society we put on pause. Hopefully that's the case, folks. But it's like a bet we don't want you to win, really. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to win. I'm yeah. willing to put and I'm willing to bet on this stuff because I typically lose in every form of gambling I've ever done. So I certainly want to put everything I've got on this because I want to be wrong. Well, but I think these don't be this the time I'm right. Yeah. I think what we should start doing with everything that's going on um, is try to think. What's that? COVID tracker. COVID tracker. I think there's enough of that. I think we should try to uh, end each episode or at least have in each episode some good things. Just try to keep people a little positive because 
obviously there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, and I found this today on the DEFCON warning system website, which <laughs> sounds creepier than it might be. Well, maybe you it's just as bad. You, you went there to find... You can't tell me you went there to find positive news. No, no, I stumbled upon some positivity, but uh, I'm going to share this with everybody because I thought it was some some good news from from today. Uh, what's the date? March 25th, because God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, so some good news from today. Uh, they have confirmed that the COVID-19 virus is mutating slowly, which is a positive. Wait, wait. The lower... It's mutating? Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not working. Uh, there is now a lower death toll in Italy and Spain today than there was yesterday. Possibly oh, yeah. a good thing. Yeah, spreading out of people. You're not helping. There, uh, there is over 30 entities working on a vaccine right now. Any comments on that one? No, I'm going with that. I'm good with that. It's the uh, one that tried to tell me next week it's a good idea to stick yeah. to a drug. Yeah. The uh, global recoveries are now over 113,000. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Uh. I'm a little hesitant about this one, but apparently China is set to resume flights to Wuhan on April 8th. Uh, now, Wuhan's to be fair, they've, yeah, they, they seem to be gone quite a few days now without anything, so fingers yeah, crossed. The real, let's be fair, the real debate there, just to take a second, the real debate there is that when it started for Wuhan and the city and the province. But needless to say, the city and the province has gotten to a state that it was like four or five days ago. It's been confirmed that there's no new cases and there's there's a lot of digging in on that conversation. So, you know, I trust that it, it's if even if it's 50 percent accurate on the, you know, the element of it, it's 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 a rise in the right direction. So do you see I I will sidetrack a little bit. I don't know if there's been any more about this, but they're now saying that the first instance of this virus in Italy, uh, from what they can tell, was actually before it showed up in China. So there's actually potential now that it did not originate in China. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, uh, I, 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 listen, I, I think that the focus on the blame game doesn't need to exist. I think because no. people are going to carry a grudge. And that's the kind of shit that we end up with a, um, a potential massive global dispute over that could lead to things that we don't need to explore. No, at so. this point, everybody needs to be working on the same page. Exactly. Uh, according to the Guardian, there's going to be home testing in the UK, uh, and that may be in the next few days. Uh, whether it helps or not, the US stimulus deal seems to be going through, hopefully. And more nations are on lockdown, curfew, and restrictions in order to help uh, stem the spread of the virus. So hopefully everyone's taking it relatively seriously. And But Texas doesn't... You hear Texas doesn't believe it's a real thing, right? The, well, look, I'm just the saying gov- I gov- would the not have there? a problem if, I, if we have to keep our border closed a little longer, you know, it is what it is. It, 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 I don't it's know. Good, you know, it, all it is is a good reminder that each province and each state and each territory here in Canada um, have the potential to, you know, they have their own, you know, interprovincial or interstate governments. They have their own ways of doing things they have a, a certain sometimes stereotype and uh, sometimes those stereotypes are applied for a reason and uh sometimes it, people live up to them right just, just go watch the tiger king folks uh, but the reality is this is this is the way it is but unfortunately in that um you're going to get a lot of differing thoughts opinions and practices new york is a great example of you know 
30 million people on an island can be a problem if you don't take it serious. Japan, on the other hand, said, hey, we got a bunch of, you know, a few, you know, tens of millions of people on an island. We're going to take it serious. And who had the best response globally and the least amount of incidents and who are coming out of it already? It's fucking Japan. And it's comparable because the amount of people on the landmass size is pretty comparable to New York and Manhattan. And the, we're seeing polar opposites of how it's being handled. Polar fucking opposites of how it's going. Right? Yeah. Japan's coming out of this. New York's trying to figure out if they're going to burn it to the ground or not. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, look, not to necessarily toot our own horns, but I will say I have been quite impressed with about 99% of the Canadian leaders provincially, federally, the health departments, all that. Everyone oh, seems yeah. to be relatively on the same page, taking it seriously in almost all cases, trying not to make it political. I mean, look, it's still going to seep out from time to time. And yeah. it did a little bit uh, last night and yesterday. But I, I think for the most part, I feel comfortable. I feel like it's being adequately taken care of, at least for now. Like, you know, I think they're taking it seriously. So I well, it, it, it's kudos to them. Yeah. So I mean, our country, we're very fortunate that all of our leaders at the very least are talking to each other daily, if not hourly. And that is the, probably the difference maker where the places that are probably achieving the best success are probably having the most open communication. You might not agree on everything when they're sitting at the table, but they're clearly coming out of the room with similar, you know, they're coming out somewhere where they found a compromise or a solution they can all agree to. And it's working. It's working. Our numbers are pretty damn good. Um, it does help that our country's pretty spread out. Yes. But, but to be fair, where our population is dense, we're still not getting the numbers close to other countries in terms of where the dense population is. And we are into, what, t 10 days at this point, give or take? Um, so the numbers should be really be expeditely, you know, exponentially sorry, rising, and uh, they're not. They're not too bad. They're, I mean, they'll get me wrong. There are people who have been affected who, regardless of the volume of numbers, are, it isn't going to matter to them because they were affected, and my heart goes out to them for that. Uh, and, and that's a reminder for all of us to keep doing the best we can in, you know, the social distancing and, and all those pieces that were, you know, physical distancing, whatever. They, they just changed it today. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, those types of practices and, and trying to do the best we can to be cognizant of the potential spread. And with that being said, you know, the frontline workers, which is a wide array of people, by the way, um, the vast majority of those people make minimum wage. You know, it's it's fun to celebrate a two dollar raise uh, for an hour of work, but it probably isn't even close to what they should be getting. First of all, and as businesses are you know being told to shut down, and we determine what is essential and non-essential, which is completely different in every province, by the way. Yeah. But as that takes place, um, you know, it, it actually drives people to only be able to shop at certain places. So I feel like a two dollar hour raise sounds great right now. And I think the reason that happens now is because in 15 days, it probably should be a $10 raise because all of the economy will be driven through those stores because it'd be the only place you can spend money. So well, hopefully this is just the start. Maybe things will keep going. Yeah. Be and there nice. has been, again, back to some positivity, things have happened that haven't been prompted by others, which is it. That has been the coolest thing that, you know, there has been decisions that people have made quickly to say, look, even though it might not be quite necessary just yet, it probably will be later. So let's just do this now. The only one I wish they would get to quicker that I haven't seen anything with yet is people that are renters. 
mm-hmm. rent hasn't seemed to be a thing that's been sorted yet uh, and how that's going to work. And so, you know, you provide some sort of relief system for the landlords and then you can provide some sort of relief system for the tenants. It needs to be implemented at the same time. And, and right now you can't trust anybody to do the, the, the right thing. We're kind of seeing that. So as much as there are, are a lot of people doing the right thing on their own, uh, you, sometimes you just got to you gotta bite the bullet and do stuff the hard way. But, but anyways, we're getting into all that stuff. And I hope, I hope folks that, that are listening, you know, as our intro to this, we, I don't think we're going to spend as much time as this episode talking about it. I think it's going to show up in all of our conversations as we carry forward. Well, it's hard uh, not to, right? But we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it light. We'll keep it fun. We'll have some stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward to doing our post-apocalyptic movie piece. Cause that's right up our alley. And, uh, I definitely want to see if we can line up some of our guests. I know we we were, you're working hard to line up a lot of guests to bring them together. And uh, I certainly want to see if we can reach out and talk to some of them, even if we just get some tidbits here and there, some Skype tidbits here and there from folks. Um, you know, it'd be great. I would love to reach out to Chronicle uh, Brewery to talk to them and to just to profile them a little bit. And uh, let's see if we can get some of our uh, local friends that we know and uh, even some that we don't know if we get recommended. Let's see if we can feature them even for a few minutes and just try to help spread the word, right? Yeah, I mean, really, it's been, you know, this is our first chance really getting to sit down and really talk even at length, just the two of us. So, I mean, this is, you know, it's a start where it's been quite a bit. We've had like two phone calls, man. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to be on. I mean, we really have no (laughs) we have no excuse now to not be on a more regular schedule uh, or at least more frequent schedule. So hopefully that uh, we'll keep it up, maybe keep the episodes around an hour, just under just so we can get them out quicker and then uh, we'll be more frequently updating them. Absolutely. It's been fun too, because my, uh, my oldest daughter uh, who's 14 now has been really like looking forward to divulging into a lot of different films mm-hmm. and to, to, to cause I mean, we have time. So it's been very entertaining. And so the problem is every time we sit down, we do a marathon of films and it's like always 12 o'clock, one o'clock. And I'm like, this is a bad <laughs> habit. We got to break this. <laughs> I do like that. I mean, nobody's going to see this on the podcast, but I I've watched, I've watched your room You've yeah. gone from bright light to you are now just sitting in the complete darkness. It's great. Yeah, I realized I shouldn't turn the light on when we started. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to get up and walk away and miss what you said and not be able to respond. So this is all a challenge. But all uh, we'll, per- we'll perfect this. I will probably change my mic setup to be a little more fluid. This seemed to be working not too bad. We'll, we'll find out the sound quality on the uh, other side of this. But we'll, we'll go from there, folks. Right. But yeah, we'll be happy to bring some content your way that... Uh, will be mindless enough, uh, other than this episode, probably mindless enough to, uh, break your day up. Right on. All right, man. I was a pleasure. Until next time. Yeah. All right. And Chronicle Brewery, I'm going to go digest the rest of those cans. (laughs) Later.